Yo, welcome back to the Return to Play podcast. And the Cleveland Browns have done it again. Baker Mayfield, the line moved two and a half points in favor of the Browns when it was announced Baker Mayfield was going to start the game. And I knew in that moment that uh, it, it couldn't have gone better. It wasn't, it was about to go my way. And I knew it from the rip. Now uh, we'll get into the Boswell injury, which was complete and utter crap. But, uh, you know, I'm sure I know how Danny's feeling. Uh, Jimmy, how are you feeling about the Browns? Speaking oh, yeah, speechless. That never happens. Um, <laughs> honestly, I I mean, Baker was probably our one, like, strong suit in that game as far as our offense was. Um, our receivers couldn't fucking catch COVID in the COVID ward of a hospital fucking Sunday. So I, I don't know. We had the, we had the chance at the end of the game still. So we fucked it up. I mean, it was a awful performance. Um, it was tough. It was tough to watch. Um, you know, I thought maybe we're going to turn it around when, uh, Baker took that big hit on the sideline and then got up. It kind of felt like maybe we get a little momentum going and then it just, you know, a Landry fumble later just, you know, fucked us. Fucked us. Yeah. Well, that's what you get for being a dirty son of a bitch team and hitting our kicker uh, after the ball is seven yards away from his hand. And uh, really, from that point on, it it was just all downhill from there to you. And now you're having terrible uh, team chemistry with OBJ making a scene. Obviously, Jarvis isn't himself coming back from injury. He's had two bad games in a row coming back. Uh, The whole team's banged up. Baker's banged up. If I was if I was Baker Mayfield, I, I don't know who the Browns play next week, but he's got to find w- one more shitty team to play, go out on a good note, and just call it a year, and then just say like, my my shoulders, my shoulder just does, I don't feel it. So then and then he can get paid a little bit more next year because if he keeps playing like this, he can still blame it on the injury, but people, people no one's gonna pay him. Big money, that's for sure. Uh, Danny, what what do you got to say about the the weekend? It was a pretty good weekend. There are uh, there are three things that are guaranteed in this life, and that's death, taxes, and the Cleveland Browns fucking stink. And it's been <laughs> it's been a, a month long process of of me and Jimmy going back and forth. And uh, I don't want to say I told you so, but I kind of told you so. So. Pittsburgh, uh, we're we're rolling right now. The defense is at least we've got uh, the hardest strength of schedule so far, and we've we've gotten to four and four and three. So, point six eleven is our uh, strength of schedule. So looking well, pretty good. We got we got two easy ones coming up. Hopefully, we can get to six and three and uh, start making some noise here. It was a very good weekend uh, for me in general, but the Steelers was a, a very nice way to 
have my it really made my whole week better and i know that uh the only thing i have to gripe about is that we didn't uh, acquire anyone from this trade deadline and we have 11 million dollars just sitting there now and i don't know if we are if we got some money back on melvin's contract or not but either way they didn't spend their money on anybody so now it's just a, a free agency possibility but uh i hope everyone had a, a fun halloween got into some shenanigans it seemed like this was a really big year for halloween like it's like everyone finally got to go back out and not have to worry about shit like last year it was still like you should have a mask on this and that this year it was like full goes full send and uh it was a fun time in in charlotte there but enough of that enough talk about the halloween festivities and the browns being a complete clown show let's get into the nfl injury news off the rip there's a lot of a lot of big news that happened today wednesday and so by Wednesday here, Derek Henry, obviously he had his Jones, he had surgery for a Jones fracture in his foot. That is an eight week recovery from post-op. So eight weeks from this past Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday would put him at week 16. Uh, so, you know, for fantasy purposes, that's week 17 is probably your championship game. Should you keep Derrick Henry on your shelf just to have him for week 17 if if need be? And the answer is it depends how the, the Titans finish. Do Are they going to stay at the top of the table? And if they're going to be competing in week 17 and 18 for home field advantage, I think they would really want that. That's something the Titans have like never even dreamed of in the last 20 years. So they could fight for that one one seed, or maybe they drop back a few games now that Henry's gone. And so if they uh, they should have that division pretty much wrapped up. But basically, it's going to come down to the Titans seeding. If you should keep Derrick Henry on, keep him for now, and kind of see how the Titans season's shaking out. Anything on on Derrick Henry, Danny? Or keep it moving. Uh, yeah. I mean, I kind of agree with what you say. Keep him shelved and. Hopefully he can get back at the end of the season. Real unfortunate with the with the numbers he was putting up, but I've been saying it it had to happen eventually. Your body just breaks down taking all the all the contact that he takes and just all the load, the thirty carries a game. Even even a freak like that has to break down eventually. So it's unfortunate, but hopefully he can get back by the end of the season. Yep. Yeah, another big name, Aaron Rodgers. Everyone has heard by this point. Uh, he got the cocoa, and he was unvaccinated and was apparently put in a claim that he had a holistic remedy to uh, suffice for a vaccine, uh, the vaccine to give him immunization. But the va- if you're either unvaxxed or you're vaccinated. You either got the, the shot that's been tested and proven to work to <laughs> prevent COVID or you haven't gotten that shot. So now that he's been put in, in that category, which is accurate, um, he has to spend 14 days or 10 or 14, I think. 10 days. The earliest he can come back would be next Saturday. Today's the third. Next Saturday is the 13th. So he yeah. can't he can't join the team until Saturday, and that's if he passes all the protocol. So he he might be able to play next week with one day of prep if he gets through everything. But it's looking like he'll probably miss the next two games. 
Yeah, I I would say so. Really unfortunate for the Packers because I think they could have um, with I think Aaron Rodgers would have definitely beaten the Chiefs uh, this this week. Uh, now that won't happen, and the Chiefs will definitely. It seems like they're going to get some luck here and and make a run, but they do not look good. Anyway, moving on, the Giants three. Uh, it went from thirteen players. From the Giants had COVID to now it was actually only three players are still positive for COVID. That's Saquon Barkley, uh, safety, Xavier McKinnon, and an offensive lineman. So the three of them, uh, if they are all vaccinated, they just need two days in a row of a negative test. And it, that means it is possible for them to all play on Sunday, but they're not going to probably have any practice. Uh, obviously, they didn't say if they tested negative or not today. So their earliest they can practice is Thursday. Uh, Noah Fant also got COVID, probably was at Von Miller's sick Halloween party. Um, I would get COVID to go to that party. Like, I feel like that's a fair trade-off. I would still go knowing that, like, COVID is there. Um, but that's just me. And uh, that's also, uh, you know, I know that would never happen. None of us are ever getting invited to a party that cool. Um, he's got COVID. I hope he's vaccinated. Uh, he's my guy. <laughs> I have him in almost every league. And let's move on to that uh, dirty, the dirty, sickening, disgusting hit on Chris Boswell that gave him a concussion. He claims that he is okay and he's moving along through the protocol, but the Steelers still signed Josh Lambeau, former Jaguar, onto their practice squad as the replacement. And it's, I, if I had to go off of my feeling, I'd just say I feel like Boswell's going to play on Monday, especially since he's got an extra day to rest up. What do you think, Danny? Yeah, I I hope he does. but. Uh... We'll see. He did not. So I was, I was actually at the game, and uh, I was on the opposite end zone. I was on most of the action happened at the other side, which was kind of unfortunate. It still had a pretty good view, but first of all, I just could not believe that Mike Tomlin did that. Uh, second of all, can't believe the hit wasn't penalized. Third of all, I didn't realize even the severity of it until I actually recorded the game and you know watched the broadcast later when I was home. He did not look good. <laughs> he was not walking well. He looked he looked like he was in a lot of pain. And uh, so, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he does miss the week. But I hope Boz is good. hope we get him back soon. Yeah, that was tough. Um, so, uh, anyway, I don't have anything left to say about that. I do hope he comes back. Um, he's usually really good. Or this year, at least he's bounced back this year, and hopefully this doesn't screw him up. Yeah, let, let me jump back in here before you move on to Michael Thomas. But I, what another thing I want to bitch about how <laughs> how as a professional football team do you not have some sort of? I mean, kickers get hurt a lot, like right, and get knocked out of games a lot. How in the hell does a professional football team not have some sort of backup plan or emergency kick? I mean, fucking Chad Johnson came on before and kicked extra points. And Dominican Sue kicked an extra point once. Like, how does Pittsburgh not have anybody that can kick a, a 20 yard field goal or at least a, a, a you know what I mean? That's the craziest thing right. I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, uh, there's a backup plan. Or your punt, like, how how is your punter there's never no kicked a field goal in plan. his life? 
Right. It's a crazy. I, that there's so much freaking dysfunction on on Mike Tomlin's team, but it's <laughs> it's unbelievable. And I just thought we, were, thought we were gonna lose because of it, man. That's a, we we literally gave Cleveland every opportunity that we possibly could have, but the defense stepped up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if it wasn't for Jarvis Landry fumbling, we probably lose that game because we would have had to go down and score another touchdown. Three yeah. touchdown drives in a row is absolutely unheard of. So, um, and also, yeah, like three kickers, I don't know, three or four weeks ago got hurt all in the same weekend. And like that didn't set off one red flag for Mike Tomlin. Like, oh yeah, there's a hole in my, my personnel here. I don't have a backup place kicker. He just, just completely over oversight on that issue. I know you're a, a lot more against, uh, Mike Tomlin than I am, but I, I, that did irritate me as well. I was thinking the same thing watching the game, like, wow, we don't have a backup plan. But, okay, moving on to Michael Thomas. He is going to remain out for the season. I don't think it was um, because, like, Jameis got hurt and now there's, like, a question at quarterback. I think that's just a coincidence because it is week eight and that was about the time that was going to be where a decision was going to have to be made between, like, weeks eight and 12 if he was going to come back at all so i think they they did just decide like you just need a whole year off let's get this thing right they they made the right decision there uh pretty cut and dry no point in bringing him back especially now that you did lose Jameis. that's just that is more incentive to just keep him on the sideline uh anything before we move on to heating pad yeah that that whole michael thomas situation is just the whole time has been fishy and inconsistent. I almost feel like that was just his way of kind of holding out for a year and, you know, still getting paid and not, not fined and stuff. I have no idea. The whole is it almost like even last year, you know, not getting the surgery, not getting the surgery till right before the season. It Nothing, nothing really added up. It's almost to me, it seems like he kind of sabotaged things and just didn't want to play. Wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if he's on a different team next year. Right. Yeah, I agree with I agree with that. More likely than not, I think he's gone. Uh all right, so heating pad or ice pack. Let's start with Dak Prescott. He was limited at practice today. It, it kind of seemed like if this was a playoff game, Dak would have played uh Sunday night and you know now it was just they have a lead in the division like they made the smart decision by giving their quarterback some extra rest so I think with that extra week I I don't see him not playing again and needing a full three weeks to recover from you know a calf strain uh so I do think he plays and I think he's worth you know obviously he's either gonna be full go and himself or it's going to be a disaster but obviously the the risk reward is to play Dak so heating pad obviously yeah I'm a heating pad here too we were uh we were wrong last week one of the one of the rare occasions where return to play podcast is wrong mm-hmm. we thought he, we thought he was going to play but and he looked he did look good in the warm ups and stuff there like he didn't look limited um he was a late scratch just kind of seems like they wanted to err on the side of caution and hold him out for a week 
and looks really smart now that they got the W's. But but I think uh, I think Dak's back this week, and I I think he especially looks like Michael Gallup might be back, so he's got another weapon back. I, if you got Dak, play him for sure. And uh, let's move on to Jarvis Landry, who still has that knee issue. He looked he looked all right running routes and uh, catching the ball, but then you know he obviously is going through some through some issues still, whether it's only that knee or if he has some other stuff going on personally, but he does not look good right now. He's in a funk. That whole, the whole Jimmy says bum. Uh, I don't think he's a bum. I think he's one of the best players on your team. And uh, he's just in a bad, bad rivet. Uh, what's, he's in a rut, a rut. Uh, and so I'm going to say ice pack him until he proves proves he's changed what what about Landry for you I'm an ice pack on Landry and the Browns entire receiving yes. core right now I mean he it, it, David Njoku is their leading receiver by far uh which is kind of crazy your your backup tight end but uh Landry been been banged up and just did not look himself uh and with all the stuff going on even if he is healthy with all the stuff going on there, too many distractions. I I I wouldn't trust Jarvis Landry, so I'm a ice pack here, especially if he's not a hundred percent. Yeah, Forty uh, ers Debo Samuel, he has a calf injury and did not practice today, and so um, he sat out last. Wednesday though for the same thing and then ended up playing and being fine so I don't know if they're just going through the same routine I would check back on he's someone I would check on if you're listening to this over the weekend check what his status is and if he seems like he practiced throughout the week uh, uh, he should be fine to go and I would heating pad him if he's if he's like even limited though on like Friday I'd probably like stay clear um Although they're they're kind of low on people too, so they do kind of need him to to show up. But uh, I'm gonna say heating pad on Debo. I'm kind of in the same boat. I think if he gets a full practice in by the end of the week, I'm a heating pad. He's been putting up unreal numbers this year. Um, on a on a bad team, Niners have been disappointing. Uh, but they've also been really banged up, and it seems like they're kind of getting healthier. Quarterback situations, at least, getting healthier. So, I like I like Debo Samuel. If he, yeah, if he if he gets back to practice this week, I'm fine with heating Samuel, heating pad for Debo mm-hmm. Samuel. Uh, James Robinson did not practice today. Urban Meyer said he has a bruised heel which I guess means he <laughs> like maybe a bone bruise on his foot. Uh, probably more so he probably just has some swelling at the bottom of his like Achilles attachment point there or in, in those posterior ligaments is kind of what I think's going on. So if that is kind of like just acute inflammation or, or maybe some, just some soft tissue issues back in that area, that's pretty uh, tender and, superficial area so you know he's got to be someone you're watching to uh check back on him sunday morning to see what his week of practice was like if he's not practicing that means he weight bearing is probably an issue for him 
which means he's not going to play or or be productive. And the Jaguars are a dumpster fire, <laughs> you know. Uh, but James Robinson is good, and I I need him to play. I need him to get healthy for best ball leagues here. Um, excuse me. Let's end with Saquon. We already talked about hey, him. I didn't, I didn't get to go on Robinson. Oh, oh my bad. My did, bad. Wait, did you did you heating pad or ice pack him? You didn't say. Oh yeah, you're right. I'm I just moving it, keeping it moving. Uh, I ice pack if he that like if he doesn't have full practice ice pack if he has a full practice Friday heating pad. I'm a I'm a ice pack here for James Robinson for a couple reasons. Uh, he he left early last week and didn't return, which means even though everything was negative, obviously it means it was he was obviously hampered by it and you know didn't feel like he could go. This is also a guy that's on an undrafted rookie contract. Um, so I don't think he's going to, especially for a terrible team, he's not going to try to push through anything and risk a more severe injury that's going to, you know, influence a big contract down the line. Um, and they're playing Buffalo, who's one of the one of the best defenses in the league. So, yeah, I'm not big on James Robinson this week. I think even if he is healthy and plays, I think Carlos, H- Carlos Hyde gets a big share of the touches this week. So... Ice pack Robinson for this week, but uh, he should be fine going forward. And finally, Sa- Saquon Barkley, uh, if, if he tests positive and he's coming back, or if he tests negative, and as well he's coming back from that injury, they're playing the Raiders, who are just as much of a team in shambles right now. So, like, the Giants, there aren't many teams more disorganized and poorly ran than the the giants right now and so i guess they do have a chance at home against the frayed raiders uh for him to have an an okay game and the raiders defense is kind of shaky uh they're definitely not top tier so you know i'm still gonna say ice pack for saquon he's coming back off that injury he's hasn't been healthy all year you know really any year since he's been in the league and it's his first game back. It's probably going to be cold in New York this week. So I'm going to say ice pack on Saquon. I kind of disagree here. I think if he gets those negative tests, he is vaccinated. And it sounds like he's asymptomatic. So if he's if he clears and can play, it all depends on the ankle injury too. But I don't think, you like, like Steve touched on, he wasn't 100% coming in. And he was kind of, seemed like he was hitting his stride and kind of back to the old Saquon when he tweaked his ankle on that fluke play. Um, but it was that's not a serious ankle injury, just your typical ankle sprain. And I truthfully I don't think a couple a couple weeks of rest is probably a good thing for him since he wasn't fully healthy to begin with. So um I think if he clears he, the Giants offense has kind of been looking better. They've you know, they've been clicking the past couple of weeks, even with everybody banged up, they've been looking okay, beat the Saints, beat the Panthers pretty handily, and almost probably should have beat the Chiefs. So uh, Giants are kind of clicking a little bit, even though the record doesn't show. So if Saquon's healthy and active, I'd, I'm fine with heating padding, heating pad for him. All right, let's get to our segments. Everyone's favorite soccer draw of the week. Nobody won last week. The first halves didn't have hit last week it's because i mentioned it that's on me i shouldn't have mentioned that the first halves were all hitting on these as soon as i mentioned it 
went right out the window. But we got two two games for you that we really like. We both think both of these games are going to draw. I have Southampton versus Aston Villa. Uh, they're, they're right next to each other on the table. And I changed up my, my strategy this week. I looked at the table first. And I saw, I didn't know, I don't know who's playing who. I just saw the table. I was like, if Southampton is playing Aston Villa this week, that game is for sure a draw. I clicked the back button. They're playing each other. Oh, oh my God. It's a lock it in. It's draw the week. What do you got, Danny? Yeah, I wanted to, wanted to pick that same game. And uh, we talked about how when we, we agree on a draw of the week, it never hits. So I had to switch it up. But I, I do like that draw of the week. But I got another one that I really like, too. Uh, it's also English Premier League. Two teams smack dab next to each other. Right in the middle of the table, we got Tottenham and Everton uh, in ninth and 10th place, respectively, right now. Interestingly enough, Tottenham, through 10 league games, has not drawn. Only team in the Premier League to not have a draw yet, so they are well overdue. Lock it in. Tottenham, Everton, 1-1 one, one draw. And I knew I shouldn't have. The only time in my life I'll ever bet against Ronaldo was last week, and, man, you came out and smoked smoked Tottenham. So uh, that'll teach me to bet against Cristiano. (laughs) What do you got next? Which segues us perfectly to our uh, next segment, the LGBTQIA Plus Player of the Week. And uh, this is a tough week. Raiders were on a bye, dealing with even more scandals. So... I got I got to switch it up. Uh, it was a, this was a tough decision, but I'm going Jalen Ramsey, Los Angeles Rams. There's a lot of letters in the LGBTQIA plus, and I just have a hunch that he's one of them. Had a tackle for loss, a pass defensed. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, LGBTQIA plus player of the week. <laughs> if we ever get popular with this, someone's gonna dig back to episode twelve here and. <laughs> Get really pissed at you. I'm not the one that came um, up with these rumors, but <laughs> we're on episode 14. Apparently, time's flying by. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, let's keep it moving. Tight end guru. I think. Uh, I think. Yeah, Frymuth. I was like, take the fly- flyer on Frymuth. T- fucking beautiful touchdown catch. Uh, Sunday. What a great. What a great catch. Um, this week I have three tight ends, all in favorable matchups. Uh, Goddard on the Eagles, favorable matchup here. He's forty five hundred dollars on DraftKings, and then much cheaper than that, over a thousand dollars cheaper, is Jared Cook, and I forget his first name, Conklin on the Vikings. Uh, Tevin? No, I don't know. Something Conklin. I saw it. I liked it. Those are the three tight ends you should be playing in DFS this week. Lock those in. And then let's now get to our greasy gambling picks. Our guest, Lance, he was, you know, I was with him uh, this weekend in Charlotte, and he was hot. We were both hot. We were hot, 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 and uh, had a nice little Halloween weekend up there in Charlotte. He went. 3-0, Three and zero, so obviously he hit his lock of the week. So now it's on uh, whoever we have next as a guest on this podcast. Uh, 
Lance set the standard. And if anyone else goes three and zero, we're going to have you both back on to <laughs> to settle the difference. Uh, so so we'll have another guest here before the end of the season. So if anyone else goes three and zero, they got to they got to uh, face off against Lance and in, in more picks. But uh, Danny and I went two and one. Jimmy went one and two, and Rashawn went zero and three. Rashawn is still. Um, MIA and a ghost every time it's within the hour to record. But he did, he has been good about giving me the picks the last couple of weeks, so kudos to him on that. And uh, I do bounce a couple questions off of him, so I guess he, he contributes a little bit there. Anyway, uh, that, that puts me again with uh, I've the only winning record. Danny, uh, you just need two wins here this week to get to your 10. To get to your ten wins by week ten, I'm really turning things around. And it, yeah, you're you're on the right track. It's Tyler Conklin, by the way. I wanted to help you out there earlier. I got the T right. Finally got. I'm two and one last week. Back to my winning ways. My fantasy teams are nine and one the past two weeks across my five my five leagues. So I'm really hitting my stride here. <laughs> uh, why don't we? Start with you then. Why don't we get get your picks going oh, here? Absolutely. I got I got some good ones for you yet again. We're gonna start. I'll start with my lock today. Uh and I really like this one for a couple reasons. Um college game day going there for the first time. I don't know why, because it's not even a good matchup, but college game day going to Cincinnati and the Bearcats they kind of slept walked through their last two games popped up at number six in the college football playoff rankings. And I think they're going to p- feel pretty, pretty disrespected uh, and really come out to, uh, especially with game day being there, all the hype around this game, they're going to come out. And uh, I-, I like Cincy to win by about 40 this week, minus 22 and a half against Tulsa at home. I really love the Bearcats. So lock that one in. I think this is a huge prove it week for the Cincinnati Bearcats. Um, and then I'm going to go back to, uh, Boise state Broncos. They hit for me last week and I really like them again this week. They're at Fresno, which I understand Fresno is pretty good this year. Um, they, they just snuck into the AP poll at, at number 25, but they've played a lot of close games and Boise's Boise's kind of being overlooked because they got a few losses to some good teams. They lost one to Oklahoma state who was a top 10 team at, at one point, um, which really was a bad call that, that swung the game, and Boise State lost a close one. Boise State's a good team. They're still kings of the Mountain West until proven otherwise. So even if they don't win outright, I'd like this game to be within a field goal. Boise plus five at Fresno. And then the Los Angeles Chargers minus one and a half at Philly. I know they've been struggling, but I think they're the much better team than Philly, so minus one and a half. I like the Los Angeles Chargers. I like those picks. I like the Cincy reasoning. I don't know anything about Boise State. Uh, Jimmy, uh, you are even on the year now, so let's go to you second here. What what do you got for us? I just want to say I fucking hate college football. I'm listening to Danny just know all that info about all these college football teams. Like, why do you dedicate so much time for such a shitty sport? 
hate it. Bro, I, I like college football more than NFL football, so uh, you can you can fuck off, Jim. You play for the pride of the game type of guy, aren't you? Oh, it's a, it's a beautiful that. game. Shut it's they're be- all getting it's paid a beautiful now, game. so fuck off. Not all of them. You think, Man, you, think, you think kids from Akron are getting paid? Please. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're probably going mean, to have to pay to play here before long. Um, my picks, no rhyme or reason. I'm just a go-with-the-flow kind of guy. It's working a little bit. You know, rough week last week. Uh, I'm just going to go Baltimore minus six. Uh, the Raiders uh, minus three. Um, and then my lock will just be New England minus four. Book it. Great. And so now let's get to my picks. I I took all I took three college games here that I like. I I like the spots for each of these teams. Now I I don't know how much of any of these games I'm actually going to get to watch because I agreed to go shopping Saturday. So and I just kind of realized that after you know I made all these picks. Now I probably can't watch the game. Um so you know what? It doesn't matter. I'm just gonna enjoy yeah noon and then two at 3 30 so i guess i don't know we'll go at noon we'll we'll be we're, we're not spending no three hours at the damn mall so uh yeah i might be back i'll, I'll, I'll try to make it back for these 3 30 games here so uh the noon game uh, university of north carolina the powder blues are minus two and a half against wake forest unc's at home uh they they play good football. They're gonna be wanting to make a bowl game here. They're four and four. Wake Forest is eight and zero. There's no reason why they should be minus two and a half. Uh, this is this is like a big, big, big game for UNC. Probably their biggest game of the year since the season started. West Virginia. They came out and I knew Halloween they're gonna win. Uh, underdog had a money line. All that. It was great. And so now they are at home again against Oklahoma State. West Virginia's Oklahoma State seven and one. West Virginia's four and four. West Virginia plus three and a half. I like them to keep it close. And then finally, Michigan State is at Purdue. Michigan State is minus three. Uh, it seems like why is Michigan State only minus three? This is uh, Michigan State's eight no. It's basically the same kind of thing situation that West Virginia's in uh, against seven and one Oklahoma State, but I see it the complete opposite way. I think Michigan State is on a roll. They they're not going to slip up here. They they did beat Michigan, big emotional win, but I think they are uh, disciplined this year. They're on. They're trying to make it undefeated in the Big Ten. That's like they're dead set on that. I like Michigan State. I've been riding them a lot this year. Um, so that is my lock of the week. Anybody else have anything to add? I really like that Sparty pick. I almost, that was my fourth pick. I almost took it. So I probably bailed you out by not taking it, but you're welcome. (laughs) That's a good pick. Yeah, I, um, (laughs) I do think I, I, I I do like that pick and the other two, I, I just like those, I guess, more than most of what else I saw on the board today. It's tough picking games on a, a freaking Wednesday. Um, 
we're out here. We're we're on the grind. We're picking games on Wednesdays, and we're doing we're we're doing pretty good. Well, <laughs> Danny's actually down. If Danny actually bet every one of these games, he'd be down eight units, eight point eight. He'd be down. He yeah, a lot. But I'd be up money. Jimmy would be right right around even. Uh, so we're doing all right. Uh, we've definitely we've picked it up from the start of the season. The start of the season we were real bad. Now we've kind of at least hit a stride here. So with uh, talk about the the lock of the week records. Who's who's winning that one? Danny does have one more lock win than me and two more than Jimmy. So he is four and four at his at his locks. So uh, I'm a one trick pony. I got one pick a week. And I do I do okay at those. <laughs> if we yeah, if we had to do five games a week, like we kind of thought we we might do, oh my god, these records would be way worse. <laughs> um, okay, so I think with that, we are out of here. Everybody have a great weekend. Uh, probably probably gonna be a chill weekend, I'd imagine, for a lot of people after that big Halloween weekend. But no matter what you're doing. Stay safe, America. Stay healthy. Shit, I messed it up. I say stay healthy at the end. <laughs> is Jimmy is Jimmy gonna chime in with, with go Browns this week or is he is he too butthurt? No, about the him? Browns are dead. Browns are dead. <laughs> <laughs> they needed to replace that all of Miles Garrett tombstones with just all of the Browns quarterbacks. Not other, yeah, not the other quarterbacks of the league. Just put all of the former Browns quarterbacks on those tombstones. It'd be a lot love, more fitting. Love you, Big Jim. But yeah, but yeah. but but damn, does it feel good? <laughs> yeah, it feels real good to be a Steelers fan this week. I mean, you beat us by five. That's it don't it don't matter. Worst, you were one of our worst performances, and we still had a chance to win. But yeah, because we had we we got so outcoached. First of all, but that's that. This is that's an hour long podcast in and of itself. It should not have been that close. We didn't have a kicker, bro. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, fuck. Went off the rails there at the end. Okay, I got. I get, I get to. America. I get to redeem myself. Right, yeah, we didn't talk about Henry Ruggs. Can we throw in a Henry? What the fuck, Henry Ruggs? Right, that's and then and then and now I'm now I'm satisfied. He's he was yeah going 156 on a residential road is is uh, inexplicable even if you are drunk like 1.6 or 0.16 uh, blood alcohol level you're drunk but you're not like I don't know you're not like in a stupor you're you're still like I don't know able to speak so. Able to make reasonable choices and not drive 156 miles an hour. It had to be some demons. Like he, he had to have some demons. He, speed demons. That's, <laughs> That's a that bad joke. Dumber than my gambling picks. Rest in peace. I heard there was a. I heard that a dog got killed. The dog oh, was in one of the don't cars say too, that. man. Yeah, I didn't so. want to know that. Rest in I peace. I saw a picture that, that that Rav Four was like charred. It was just yeah. a oh, it lit a on shower. fire. Yeah, the lady. Like, the lady was trapped in the car. Oh my god! And and so hopefully she was dead before she burnt. But rest yeah. in peace. We ended this on a dark note. Ugh. Go, uh, 
Let's talk about uh, something positive. Something positive. Uh, oh God, this was not, about to be a nice short podcast, not, like in the forty minutes. <laughs> not Penn State. That's not positive. No. Uh, um, what's What's going on? Good in the world right now. USA looks well, good on on their qualifying. They, tune in next week. Watch me get uh, anxious about USA Mexico. Yeah, next week I have a wedding to go to, so that's. <laughs> I got. I'm in, I'm in the wedding Saturday. Yeah, I'm in, the, I'm in the wedding next set. Stupid-ass friends getting married in football season, man. It's unforgivable, but it'll be a good time. Indeed. So with that, that's as positive as we can make it. Stay healthy. And fuck Odell Beckham Sr. <laughs>